be a baller. Welcome to Be A Baller Podcast, where we will discuss how to build a lifelong legacy. I'm your host, Coach Tim Brown. Today, we'll be talking about building a legacy in ministry with our special guest, Pray For Columbus co-founder, Scott Mallory. Before we get started, let's hear a word from our sponsor. The courage to fight and the faith to believe. We're strong in numbers, moving with a purpose. We're not just a number, we're in the number, the brand that counts. Visit us at inthenumber.com. Let's get started. Today on our show, we're excited to have Scott Mallory, who is a successful businessman in Columbus and a leader in ministry. Uh, He has a true heart for building the kingdom of God through prayer for Columbus. Pray for Columbus is a citywide network of intercessors, pastors, prayer groups, businesses, communities, seniors, Bible study groups, students, parents, and many others all comprise their diverse network of Christian followers across Central Ohio. Today, Scott is going to share how Pray for Columbus has allowed him to build a legacy in ministry through a lifetime of supporting and bringing together local ministries. Scott, welcome to Be a Baller Podcast. Thanks, Coach Brown. It's an honor and a blessing to be here. Yeah, I know you're a strong man of faith. Could you talk about how your faith foundation growing up? Yeah, I was blessed to grow up in uh, a Christian home. My parents came to Christ early in my life and um, just really blessed to have a a praying mom. Mm. I think having a home that's just grounded in faith, but a house that's um, grounded by a praying mom was a tremendous blessing. And my parents embraced their faith. Um, They were open about their faith. They lived their faith. And I think that was just a really a powerful testimony for my brothers and I. Hmm. We know in today's world, hard it is raising young men. And you and your wife have been blessed to have three three godly, godly young men. Can you talk about that, how you're able to raise three godly young men? Well, I think first thing, we got to give credit to their mother because (laughs) (laughs) she was uh, the faithful steward. I think uh, when my oldest son was born, um, a mentor of mine pulled me aside and said, the greatest gift that you can give your children is to love their mother and to honor her. Mm -hmm. And I've tried to to take that and embrace that through um, through our lives. And as I looked also at the uh, the faithful witness of my parents as well. Christine and I have tried to be very open and transparent with our faith as we were, the boys were growing up. Um, we had a lot of open dialogue. We talked about our faith struggles. We talked about the highs. We talked about the lows. But we tried to make our faith real, not something that was uh, a Sunday morning expression, but a day-to-day um, walking with the Lord. And that, I think, really helped us develop a relationship with our boys. And even now we can continue to talk about where they are in their faith and, and where we are as we're learning and growing and pursuing, uh, pursuing a life of faith together. Yeah, that's a great, uh, great, great answer there, because as we know, it's a process. It's a process. This faith walk is a process. You know, the Bible says it's training up a child in the way they should go. Mm-hmm. When they're old, they want to depart. Yeah. And that word says train. Mm-hmm. You know, it says specifically to train, to teach them or whatnot, to mm-hmm. guide them and direct them. When they're old, they want to depart. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome to see on the back end, you know, yeah. to kind of see them continue to grow in their walk uh, with the Lord. You know, when persons think about the uh, Mallory name, you know, think about your 
your uncle, the cousins being football coaches and your uncle being a great coach at, at IU, and then your dad uh, being an inventor in, in the medicine field. Can you talk about that name? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I've been very blessed uh, in many ways. My grandparents, so this would be uh, my uncle and my dad's parents, um, raised their children in Hillsborough, Ohio. They were both teachers mm. up from the river. Um, but they poured into all three of the boys, um, my, both my uncles and my dad, and really gave them a great baseline. I don't know that faith was, um, they were certainly faith engaged, but I don't know that they fully embraced their faith until later in life and when I came along. <laughs> but they gave my father and his brothers some just great foundational um, um, life lessons the value of good and honest hard work, mm. of being honorable, being a person of integrity and character, that your word means something and to follow through is uh, is important. Honoring your family, um, those things that just came forward with my father and my brother or the, his brothers as we were growing up, they just lived that witness very, very powerfully. And then as my father came to faith later, um, building on that foundation of his parents and, and then living that out. I think um, one of the things that my father took from his parents was a heart of service as his parents were, um, were teachers. And he gave that um, to, to my brothers and I as well as really thinking deeply about um, what it means to be a good neighbor. Mm. To uh, to community around us. Mm. So awesome. when you hear the, when you hear the word legacy, what comes to mind? Wow, um, I think legacy is something that we um, build over a lifetime. Mm. Um, it's not a moment. It's 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 a journey. Um, certainly, there's moments of legacy that we can look back and say, "Well, he or she did these things, and this is the fruit of that." But I. I think it's just the day-to-day process of living, living um, first for the glory of God um, and then trying to be faithful in the calling that he's put up, put on our lives. And of course, we don't do that perfectly, but we do that in such a way that um, we're given our best. Mm, great. That's good. Speaking of legacy, uh, you're, you're co-founder of the ministry Pray for Columbus. What was the vision behind it? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Now that has actually been rebranded into for Columbus, hmm. we started um, probably about a little over 10 years ago and started thinking about our city. We didn't really know, um, have a good word for it, but we felt like God was calling us to start to pray for our city. I guess back then there were words like revival and what, you know, what did that mean? It was kind of a, an inviting the Holy Spirit for transformation of the city. Um, and so a small group of us came together and just started every week praying for the city, praying mm-hmm. that, uh, um, that there would be revival. And as we started to do that, it was interesting. God started to open up doors. Eventually, we found ourselves in New York City mm-hmm. um, pursuing um, kind of this, uh, this, sen- this sense of revival. And we had an opportunity to sit down with Tim Keller and some of the leaders there. And we asked them the same question, you know, what moves a city? What moves a people? And the constant answer, the consistent answer was prayer. 
And so um, they told us about a man named Jonathan Edwards. Mm. And Jonathan Edwards, about 200 years ago, started this idea of conscious of prayer. And that became the foundation of Pray for Columbus. We brought that back. And ultimately, that led to us to several um, meaningful prayer events early on. And that eventually brought to a point where after we were praying, I think God revealed to us that there's a deep brokenness in our city. Um, there's a lot of great things that are happening in Columbus, but Columbus is also a leader in things like human trafficking. Hmm. Um, uh, obviously the challenges of, of racial injustice, the challenges of, um, homelessness and, and addiction and other things that are really, um, hitting our streets very hard right now. And the communities at large had, it have invested through policy and other things in, in, um, trying to move the needle, but it's still a big gap. And we started then thinking about where's the, what's the role for the church in this, um, all these things are too big for any one church to engage. But if churches come together and engage together and really walk the gospel out together, then that's a powerful witness to the community at large. But it also helps address a lot of these issues. And so um, that just began the, the, uh, the initial foundation for the ministry. And it's grown from there. Oh, it has really grown. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the ministry has grown since the beginning. In 2014, I was reading where you had your first citywide prayer event at New mm-hmm. Salem Baptist Church. Yeah. And now today you have an average of five groups or more who are intentionally praying for our city mm-hmm. each day. Talk about that word intentional. Yeah. And intentionally praying. Yeah. I think there's something so beautiful and powerful about just taking a moment and really focusing on um, um, intentional prayer and in, an intentional connection with the Father um, through His Son, the Holy Spirit, and um, being um, routine in that mm. and developing that pattern in life. And I think it's like anything, routines develop habits and um, those habits can be a positive for sometimes, right. but they can also be a, um, a positive as well, not just a negative. And so prayer, I think is like that. So intentional prayer for me is saying, am I going to just take a little bit of time every day to step mm. into this conversation uh, with God and pray very specifically about what God's pressed on my heart? The courage to fight and the faith to believe. We're strong in numbers, moving with a purpose. We're not just a number, we're in the number. The brand that counts. Visit us at inthenumber.com. Could you uh, uh, talk to the audience about how Pray for Columbus has been successful in bringing together pastors, parachurch ministries, Bible study groups, uh, business community, others together to impact the community through prayer? Yeah, I, you know, that, it's it's interesting interesting because um in many ways it's easy that was pretty easy oh, ask yeah. i mean really because um when we would sit down with pastors and sit down with leaders and uh and nonprofit ministries mm-hmm. or businesses and say you know would you pray with me could would you would you have time to do that people um gravitated to that. I think there was a real desire for community and particularly after we came out of COVID desire to kind of reconnect. But the the thing about prayer is it's almost like a, it's low hanging fruit. You know, there's not, it's an easy ask in the sense, but when you pray with somebody, um, you start to develop a relationship. And, and I think that probably was really the fruit of those prayers. When those churches and churches started to come together uh, to pray 
it wasn't just about that moment of prayer. It was about that time together. Mm. And that started to really open up a lot of dialogue and a lot of relationships. And uh, and that continues today. Yeah, I think you've done a great job with uh, Pray for Columbus and building those bridges, mm. you know, bringing, bringing people together mm-hmm. and understanding we're more powerful when we are together Amen. than we are apart and bringing mm-hmm. those together. You have a good buddy of mine, uh, Gerald Murphy. Yeah. Yeah, young Gerald Murphy. <laughs> you know, I grew up with, with uh, Pastor Murphy, with Gerald, yeah. uh, and I'm so excited about the things he's doing. With, yeah. Can you talk about some of the things that he's doing with the uh, home churches? Or Absolutely, yeah. Um, Pastor Murphy, Gerald Murphy is uh, just, uh, we've been blessed mm-hmm. to have him in our city, his leadership, and and be a part of that. Um, been very fortunate for his leadership and pray for Columbus as well. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, Gerald uh, planted a church, Garden City, on the west side, and God has just been so faithful in that uh, in that process. Uh, it was interesting because that happened right in the middle of COVID, and you think, "Wow, you know, that's just that's about the hardest time." Yeah. Good, but um, Gerald stepped out in faith hmm. and um, stepped into that opportunity, and he connected with a lot of the leaders on the west side. Um, about that time, uh, Columbus Public School Systems went remote, hmm. and he and a number of the pastors came together and formed a learning. Um, extension center there. And the beautiful thing about that is that has evolved in it when the kids went back to school, um, Pastor Murphy and other pastors in there said, we want to continue. And the students and the the families were saying, we want that as well. Well, I'm pleased to say that today, actually, that's a partnership with Tree of Life and Tree of Life has planted a um, in fact, with uh, the help of Troy McIntosh, former Mm -hmm. superintendent here and president and president or principal here, um, as uh, planted a, a, a West Side Christian school as a result of that. So as we think about this, uh, what would you want your legacy to be? Because I'm hearing a lot of things that you have, uh, have started, been involved in. What would you want your legacy yeah. to be? What do you think, think about that? Well, I, that's, a, that's a great question. <laughs> um, I remember uh, a few years ago reading about Billy Graham Mm. and as he was finishing up, somebody asked him, if you could put one word on your tombstone, what would it be? And he said, preacher. Mm. In fact, I think that's on his tombstone now. And I started thinking about, you know, what would it look Mm. like for you, Scott, if there was one word, what would that Mm. word be for you? And I've been thinking about that and I think I'm coming to the term of of builder. what does it mean to be a builder? And for me and my heart, I think coach Brown, you're the same way. You've got a heart to build young men and to build men. Mm. Um, I have a heart to build community Mm. and uh, we both want that to be a gospel centered building up and, and, Mm. and, and, and to lean into that. And I think um, as I think forward, I'm hoping that that word builder will be part of the legacy that I that I leave behind. Mm, that's great. That's great. As we wrap up, can you issue a challenge to the audience on how to be intentional in building that legacy? Because a lot of things you've done have not just been haphazard, they've been intentional. Mm. You know, seeing a need and intentionally uh, tackling that need or addressing that need mm-hmm. through prayer. Can you talk to the audience about how to be in, issue a challenge to yeah. the community? Um, yeah. I- you know, I think one of the things that I think about as a young man or when I was a young man, I always had this sense of urgency. It was always about go and do and try mm-hmm. to get to next. 
And when I was doing that, I missed a lot of things. Mm. And I've, as I've grown older, I think I've come to realize that you know, life is cumulative. It's about the moments. Mm. Um, don't miss the moments. Mm. Be present in the moments. I was in such a hurry. I missed a lot of moments. And so I guess my challenge to particularly the young people would be be present in the moments. They're precious. You just have mm. those. But if you collect them, you will build a legacy over time. Wow, that's great. Be, be present in the moment. You know, be present in the moment. Don't miss it. Don't yeah. miss it. And and that's that's not just in life, but with your family, yeah. you know, with your children, you know, mm-hmm. just be present because you're building that legacy. Yeah. Right there. And that's where it starts at home. Yeah. Well, Scott, this has been great. You know, as, as we as we begin to come to the end of this episode, I want to thank my friend Scott Mallory of I pray for Columbus for joining us uh, during this engaging discussion on building a lifelong legacy in ministry. We hope today's podcast is beneficial to you as you build your lifelong legacy. As always, thanks for listening to Be a Baller. If you enjoy our show, please share this podcast with your family and friends. Be a Baller podcast is available on all major podcast stations. Be sure to come back next week as we continue to discuss on how to build a lifelong legacy. Until then, don't forget to be a baller. This podcast was created by Coach Tim Brown. It was edited by Teron Howell and produced and recorded by the video production class of Worthington Christian High School.